But what I want to focus on is I know you guys spend a great deal of time with our coaches, and they and they they talk about what they represent. Um, but I want to kind of come from the outside lens, looking in as a former player, a former coach, our former high school principal, and talk about really what I see out of those guys. Talk about our community, um, our kids, um, and, and basically what separates us from a lot of different communities and places and cities and programs is that it's truly a, I'm going to do anything possible for our kids. Bar none. Shut up and sit down. And welcome to the Week 11 postseason edition of the Black Swarm Podcast. Hank Piper here with Rob Antonell. How you doing, bud? Pretty good. Good. Just want to give a quick, uh, you know, go follow all our stuff. The Black Swarm Podcast, Facebook, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, at Black Swarm Pod on Twitter. I deleted our Instagram off my phone, so good. just don't bother with that. Unfollow it. It's fine. It's no big deal. But And uh, you want to shout out our sponsor? Uh, yeah, make sure to go downtown and support Simon Says Promotions. Um, down on Lincoln Way, go get all your Maslin gear, um, as well as any custom apparel you're looking for. All right, and tonight we have a very special guest with us, Superintendent of the Maslin City School District, former Maslin Tiger and coach, Paul Salvino. How you doing? Hey, doing great, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Hey. Super, uh, super excited about it. Love to have you here um, with all our first-time guests. Let's get uh, just a quick background on your, you know, your mass and history and what led you to where you are now. Sure. <clears throat> uh, it started long ago on a fall afternoon. Now I am, uh, I'm a proud former Tiger. Uh, graduated in uh, class of '97. Played for the Tigers '94, uh, '5, and '6. Uh, left. And played for uh, played at the University of Akron. Um, eventually came back home to teach. I taught at Longfellow Middle School, home of the poets. Taught science and social studies there. Uh, was an extremely proud uh, alumnus coaching, uh, coaching obviously for the Maslin Tigers. Coached offensive line. Being a former offensive lineman, I slew of other coaching I, I helped out i coached uh, some wrestling some girls track and obviously helped out in the weight room with the greatest strength coach uh best friend of mine steve studer um did that for a few years jumped into to my administrative career uh, which eventually led me back home to my alma mater to become our high school principal a few years ago. And uh, kind of unbelievably, a snap of a finger, and here I am as our superintendent. Um, the question I get asked a lot, guys, is, um, and it's not necessarily a question, but it's more of comments I hear, and I love them. The comment is, it just seems different with you. Um, I kind of read your face, Paul, when things are happening. You really seem in tune with what's going on, and, and, and it just seems different. 
And, and the first time I got posed that question uh, was last year by a community member. And it is, um, and rightfully so, because I'm a product of Maslin and the great tradition here, the education I received and all the lessons I learned now that I'm back, especially in this capacity, working with those that are providing those things for our kids, um, I get goosebumps. It doesn't matter if I'm leading uh, an administrative meeting, uh, representing our community, you know, obviously with all the festivities we had with Massa McKinley Week, uh, but in any capacity, what I'm doing, yeah, it's a little different for me. I take it extremely personably um, because I love this city and I love our kids. Um, I'm a proud product of this great town. I live in this town. My kids go to school in this town, and I'm proud of that. So when you came back here and first started your coaching and teaching career, it was more just a love of the city, more so than, you know, you see a lot of guys come back and coach for just a love of the game? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, there's always been a love uh, of the game and, and what it's taught me to be successful in life with teamwork and discipline and all those things that you have heard all of our coaches talk about uh, on all your podcasts. But there's just a such a high amount of love and respect for such a pride-filled community. And, you know, if if you're from here, you would be crazy not to want to come back home and give back. Yeah, like you said, um, it, things seem different now with you here. Uh, I mean, besides, you know, the Tigers having a 24 and one record since you've been superintendent. Um, well, I haven't called any plays <laughs> or made any tackles. Uh, I know that. So more with the school itself, the school system, um, what are some things that have either changed or upgraded since you've been here? I think um, when I was awarded the opportunity to become our superintendent, you know, one of the things that I really jumped out in front with was this was our tiger focus area and i felt like you know for for so long for decades like our teachers work really hard our kids work really hard we do a lot of good things but we we never put them all in a box and said what are we going to focus on the most to try to get the most improvements on and and that's when i i um you know, I kind of presented to our board and then out to the community, our Tiger focus areas, and there's just a lot of pride in those focus areas. So not to go all school in this podcast, but, you know, our four primary areas, we've got safety and security, and that deals with mental health as well as obviously keeping our buildings and, and uh, events secure. But um, our, our student performance, working on how our students are doing on state tests, on local tests, and what innovative ways we we can come up with to reach our kids and then communication collaboration i think that i think that's a big um that's a big difference that we're seeing with how we are communicating to our residents you know i'm a big believer if if you don't tell your story someone's going to and you might not like it so we know of all these awesome things going on we owe it to our community we owe it to our parents our our our, our residents to tell them about all these awesome things going on. And then the last one is resource management because we got to be smart with dollars. 
we can't throw away money on stupid projects. Uh, we, we've got to really be streamlined and, and look at best practices and, and uh, have that focus there. So um, I've had a lot of comments from staff when I come into the buildings and I get to know our kids. That's important to me. Like I want to be walking down the sixth grade hallway and I need at least 30 kids to go, hey, Mr. Salvino or Mr. S or Superintendent Sal, like that. They, I want them to know who I am. I'm not just some guy in a suit in an office that they never see except for maybe Massa McKinley Week. I pride myself in getting out, talking to teachers and our kids and obviously our parents at community events. And, and I think that kind of shines through, you know, with what we're doing as a district. And that, and that kind of creates a ripple effect of some positive, awesome times right now in the Massa City Schools. And obviously with our Tigers. How have the your staff, the teachers, all them, and really everybody else taken to, you know, having a superintendent that's more the face of it and like and especially with the staff of, you know, you want to hear what they have to say. How have they taken to that kind of uh, focus you brought in? I, I think pretty well. Um, I'm not gonna lie, you know, the high school staff knew me pretty well. I was their high school principal before I became our soup. Um I think the middle school staff was used to seeing me a good amount because I had a Angelo was there last year as an eighth grader, um, but the other staff I think it, almost it was like oh hey you're here again like I'm standing in your classroom just watching the awesome stuff going on and I think now it's to the point where I tell teachers if you haven't seen me in a while tell me call me out on it a little bit yeah I get busy we've got different projects we've got a bunch of sweet projects going on with this with uh, buildings and things like that that we're working on and trying to finalize but I think they've really embraced the fact that I am going to be around um, I want to know what's going on in all levels and uh, you know this is a people business you've got to know and have a relationship with people that are dealing with kids and you got to take the time to know what hardships are going on in their lives what awesome things are going on and um i can't ask that from others if i'm not willing to do that myself or i'm just phony and that's not going to happen so i think it's gone well yeah so we know why you came back um but with that we've also had some other you know former masculine people that have came back as well as we added on some new people lately as well. Um, football coaches, administrators, teachers. What is the great reasoning for them wanting to come back to Maslin or for people that aren't from here wanting to come to Maslin? Yeah, that's a great question. That's really a good question. I actually, uh, side note, um, you know, I, I'm proud of, I've built a really good network of people that I trust in the county that aren't necessarily former Tigers. People have reached out to me since I've, you know, since I've been named our superintendent and said, "Hey, if you ever got an opening, I'm all over it. I want to join that team." Uh, and then, obviously, former Tigers. And I think it goes back to what I said earlier: if we're not telling our story, someone else is. And I think that we, I, I'm, I'm really happy with, you know, we're not lying. <laughs> our, our, our report card went up three of four letter grades couple of them two letters um we're seeing a, a, a higher graduation rate that we've seen in a long long time fiscally we're sound we're, we're looking at going into uh you know adjusting and, and right sizing our elementaries so that word's out 
and it, and all of a sudden we've always been a pride filled town when you're talking about the Maslin Tiger football team. But you're seeing that in other areas, which is a goal of mine. I want people to be juiced about the fact that our boys' golf team had a record-setting season. Our girls' golf team, in three years of existence, had the best season ever. Our scores are killing it, and we haven't arrived, and we're far from arriving. But there are so there's so much of that good juju, that good momentum happening, that it's becoming contagious, and people that aren't a part of it desire to be a part of it, and that's absolutely awesome. So, like everybody, a part of all the other like non football programs have really embraced, you know, like wanting to or getting more attention. Have you found there's like any trouble from getting attention to those programs from like you know the general public? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I wouldn't clarify it as trouble. Um, you know, obviously, you know, there's so much momentum and build up with Tiger football right now. Um, here we are. We're in the beginning of week 11. Uh, the Warren Harding Raiders are coming to town for a rematch. Uh, there's a lot of excitement. I, I think we're in a pretty nice crowd. Um, I think we're seeing some momentum gain in those other sports. You know, I know for a fact, um, I mean, Coach Ho's with basketball. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that is juiced for the season, working his tail off with his staff. There's a lot of good momentum there. Coach Pierce a Maslin legend that we just uh, brought on to be our head girls coach. There's going to be some excitement there. Um, you know, people come and watch when you're winning. Uh, people come and watch when the student athletes are doing the right things. And both of those guys are getting that going with those programs. Um, there's, you know, there are sports, I, you know, I mentioned golf. Um, I am literally might be the worst golfer in Stark County. <laughs> Um, anybody who's ever golfed with me in a foursome would agree. Um, but when I see our programs do so well, it's not like 5,000 people can show up at the Legends and watch a golf match. Um, but the response that the kids are getting, the response that the coaches are getting are probably more now than ever uh, because of the awesome things they're, they're doing. And, and we're making sure that story is getting told about how awesome these kids are and the adults that are leading these kids. You know, I get asked all the time, Hank, about, you know, our, our football players. And, you know, we, we have been very fortunate in Tiger Town to have some really great players, really great teammates. But I'm going to tell you, I see these kids sometimes daily. They are unbelievable kids. They're just great kids. They go to class. They got their books in their hand. The bell rings. They go to their next class. There's no shenanigans. There's no. They're the leaders of our of our buildings. Whether it's middle school, high school, that becomes contagious because when Longwell does everything right, he's a great student athlete. He shakes hands of the little kids watching him and looking up to him. And I use Longwell as an example. We can go down the list of every starter. Um, but when they do those things right, it's contagious. And people, how can you not cheer for these kids knowing how awesome of kids they are? And they just happen to be really studly on the gridiron.
double bonus. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome to hear. Um, that's something that, you know, it's hard to get something like that out publicly. Yes. That's just something you, you kind of have to see firsthand. Um, but when it comes to getting all these other things out to the public, um, where I see a lot of it is on social media. Yes. Um, has there been anything that you may have changed or implemented or just how social media has changed in the last couple of years that has helped spread your message? What, what I've done is I've kind of brought the mindset together that so we have a great former Tiger swing band member, communications coordinator, Olivia Bronzik. And Olivia is solely responsible for communications for the district. So, um, you know, today is November 5th. This is election day. Everybody listening to this, um, this will come out after the results. I'm, I'm, I'm respectfully confident that our renewal will go well. But tomorrow which will be before this gets put out. I'll send a hopefully a thank you to, to all of our residents. But what we've done is I've I've I made it very important for our building principals, our our directors of transportation. You guys have seen things about our lunchroom, you know, the the awesome lunches, the the salad bar and all those things that get put out. I I want to make sure that we're putting out so many of those communications weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly. So I've set targets for the leaders of those areas, those principals, those directors, to funnel that information to Olivia, and then she puts it out via all the social media uh, outlets. So that that's just really streamlined. Instead of just randomly putting great things out, I want to be strategic so that, because let's face it, people don't want to see my face. Sometimes I don't know if my wife wants to see my face. But they want to see our kids. They want to see the experiences going on between kids and teachers and all those things. They want to see, you know, nobody wants to hear me talk about the great game we just had Saturday. They want to see replays of those great plays, you know. So I want to make sure that we're putting everything at, at fingertips length for our for our folks in the community to see all the great things. So we've just kind of strategically embedded a an expectation calendar, if you will, of when these things should be going out so that every day they're seeing fresh new things about the Massachusetts City Schools. How's your response been to that, you know, on social media and just in person? Really good. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I can't speak for everybody in this position or everybody that's ever been in this position because I got a lot of respect for a lot of people. But, you know, I'm proud that I live in Maslin. You know, I, I grocery shop mostly at Mark's. It's convenient. Uh, I get gas in Maslin. Uh, so a lot of people will just come up and talk to me. And and I love that. I'm not some fancy guy because I have a title in front of me. I'm still Sal. I'm still former number 78, former Tiger, wrestler, football player. It's just who I am. So uh, the response has been that there's probably been hundreds of people over the past two years that have said, man, Sal... It's so good to see everything that's going on and keep up the great work. And, and it's it's not the work I'm doing. It's the work everybody else is doing. Uh, so it's it's been a really good response. So I've seen one thing on that social media stuff that, you know, gets put out um, in particular, not by you or the city schools or anything like that, but by the kids, players, coaches, anybody that gets them is you'll let when there's somebody gets something in the newspaper of them. You know, you'll cut that out, put a little handwritten, put it in a handwritten card, and send it to them. 
Uh, can you talk about what inspired that and, you know, the, the response you've gotten from it? Yeah. Um, you know, it's something that is so simple. Um, doesn't take a ton of time. I just got to make sure I carve it out every week to do it. But so, you know, we're, we're blessed in this city that we have our own newspaper. Um, and, you know, our kids are fortunate to be featured quite a bit, no matter if it's being a scholar student or, or a great student athlete or a teacher of the month or whatever it is. So, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a lost art, the handwritten card. Um, everybody sends texts. Everybody sends emails. It's so easy. But I thought, hmm, I want to write a card. Um, and I always told myself when I became uh, a superintendent, whenever that time was, that I would I would really make sure I did that. And I did it as a as a building principal, but it's different now when you're kind of doing it globally for a whole school district. Um, I didn't know how many that would end up being, um, but listen, kids are being recognized for doing awesome things. They're they're representing us so well. How can I not send them a shout out to say, great job. We're blessed to have you on our team. You know, and, and I it's kind of funny, Hank, because now kids have posted those. So I told my wife, man, I got to make sure I step my game up a little bit because what I say in the cards going out on social media. Uh, and I certainly don't do it for that. Um, I think it's something special that a kid maybe will have. 20 years down the road, they're cleaning out their basement. They got a box and they're like, oh, look at this card. Um, it's just, uh, you know, thank you for for being you message. And, and I think in this in this society of ours, that gets lost. People focus on the negatives. Um, that kind of takes us away from our focus. And I want to make sure I kind of hone that in for our kids and our staff that are doing awesome things um, to say, hey, man, I appreciate you. And thanks for repping us so well. And, and good luck and God bless and go Tigers. So um, I don't know how many I'm at. Right now, I think in the past year and a half, I'm probably uh, probably about 300 and so, 350. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Nice little stamp budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome how much recognition um, you give back to the kids and how well our students are doing. Um, when it actually comes to, like, the football team, the coaches um, – how everybody's just doing as a whole obviously it's been doing pretty good on the win-loss column but outside of records you know what have you noticed with the team um the coaches you know how how they're holding themselves okay so yes obviously on wins and losses uh they're doing very very well um i can say this as a dad um like there isn't another group of men that I would want in front of my own sons than those guys. I mean, you, you've had so many of those great coaches on. Um, you know, J.P. Simon. I mean, wow. I coach J.P., so that's a little extra special. Um, you know, I think of my son Dom. I mean, his position coach is Dave Weber. Could you think of anyone better to be your son's position coach? So what I'm getting at is the relationship that these guys have established, starting with Coach Moore and his willingness to bring all these guys together for that common purpose is inspiring. I mean, 
you know, I, I find myself sometimes you get a little stressed with your, your job. Some people leave and they take a walk, depending on what time of day it is or what month it is. I may find myself um, driving over to the high school in the summer, and I just pop into the weight room, see Dan Studer training the kids, just to kind of decompress myself. Um, I mean, the culture that is established out of all those coaches, um, I don't, I don't think I can put it into words. The, the love and the respect that the players have for those guys is un, it's unimaginable. Uh, that bond is is tremendous. I think of, gosh, you know, I, I I typically stand on the sidelines on Fridays, and it's like my mental release, and I get to just take it in, and um, you know, I, I'm constantly watching our coaches coach, and the interaction they have with kids, and yeah, sometimes it's a little, it's a little intense, uh, but that that respect and love and that you could see it in our guys and our players eyes. They do not want to let down their coach. And that came with and comes to them with months and months of a commitment and a buy-in that anything less than your best is unacceptable. If you're going to put that Jersey on, if you're going to be in that weight room, if you're going to be in that film session, if you're going to be in study table, anything less than your best leave. And it's to the point now, guys, where seniors will handle that. Seniors police that um, because of what's been established by those great coaches, starting with with Nate and the job he's done with with his staff. And there's just such a total buy-in. It's unreal. It's it's so fun. Uh, it's rewarding for me as our soup. Um, but it's even more rewarding for me as a dad of, of players. It's flipping awesome. Yeah, so one thing, um, kind of going off of what you just said, you know, starting at the top, um, I know this is something that Coach Moore has mentioned a lot, especially at the Booster Club meetings. Um, it, it's not just a football thing, though, but how proud he was of the GPA of the team and how they met their goal. And with that, I saw on social media, a lot of other groups have really good GPAs as well. Is that something that, you know, the school came together and tried to set goals for? Or is it just worked out that we have really good kids? Um, you know, I, I give Nate a ton of credit. Um, Nate talked to me last summer and to uh, Principal Lodge Slager about, hey, we're getting really close to uh, a team honor roll GPA. Like, this is going to be a big goal for us. And I'm like, great. Um, they've really restructured study tables this fall and a, and a huge shout out to the local Eagles. Uh, our local Eagles funds our study table. Um, so if you're not a member, really consider joining. Um, but they're, they're a huge godsend for that. But, um, you know, he just was really driven in that and that's obviously spreading now and, and you know I remind people he is our head athletic director so he also wanted to pull in our other programs GPAs and and he's taking that role really serious as our as our head athletic director along with Brian Patches and uh, so I actually walked into Nate's office I, I talked to him every Friday about one o'clock it's kind of like a little unwritten tradition um, and it was week eight and he looks at me and he goes, Sal, we got this. I said, yeah, I've, I feel pretty good about Barberton. He goes, yeah, but I'm not talking about that right now. 
we're gonna hit we're gonna hit this GPA. We're gonna hit this honor roll GPA. And I'm like, sweet. Uh, and then every week after that, it was, yep, we got a couple kids to confirm, and boom. So he was excited about it, and he should be. Um, I know last night the kids, uh, he had a pizza party for him before the Booster Club meeting. And uh, so that focus, you know, uh, is he's telling that story. He's making sure people understand how hard they're working in the classroom. Um, and it, it's something we're incredibly proud of because we want – Let's face it, our community wants to see these kids go out and represent Tiger Nation and play hard and, and, and play through the whistle and play clean and win and compete always. But when you start adding in those other layers of they're great community members, um, they're, they're great student athletes, once again, how, how do you not cheer for these guys? How do you not get excited when the swing band's marching and playing tiger rag when they're just filled with great kids and our cheerleaders and it just goes on and on and on so yeah it's awesome yeah that you know that's awesome but um we are a masslin football podcast so before we bore the uh all our listeners here with any other talk of the schools and you know cities and stuff kind of want to get into the the game we just had and the game we're looking into wow that, but, hurt, that hurt a little bit hey? <laughs> but i get but, it yeah before we do that uh, just want to let you know, the floor is yours. Give any other shout outs, you know, to anybody else that we haven't brought up yet. You know, I just, our whole school district, um, you know, Maslin McKinley week is, as we know, it's, it's, it can't be duplicated anywhere else. It can't be replicated. Um, our whole school system is, is into the week and, uh, I went to Franklin Elementary. Shout out to the Franklin staff. I mean, their their pep rally was rocking. Our middle school pep rally. I mean, it's 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 the whole district. It's the whole city. You know, everybody that went out Friday night to the parade to cheer our kids on, freezing um, in downtown. I mean, it, it, just a shout out to Tiger Nation. Those that jumped on to Boxcast to watch the pep rally Friday. That was awesome. Um, you know, it, it, it just, it's, it's the best week of the year and, and it's, uh, you know, it, Tiger Nation did not fail and it was a superb week. I don't think the week could have went any better, especially with the 24, 14 outcome. So let's get into that outcome. All right. You know, you're on the sideline for the game. We're up in the stands. It's, I think, um, the closer we got to game time, I was hearing coaches saying, you know, like this is actually going to be a game. I think from the start of the week, at least, you know, the Saturday beforehand, I was thinking, you know, it's going to be a good game, but it, I didn't think it would be that close. What was your impression of the game? What did you think, you know, standing there watching it all? I think it was a classic, um, as anticipated, battle. Uh, I think it was just a, a, a typical Maslin McKinley four-quarter war. Um you know, their their kids were ready to go, and boy, are they a talented team. I, I hope they go deep in the playoffs. Um, great coaches over there. I just, I knew just the mind, you know, just being around it. We had the prayer breakfast on Wednesday, both teams in the room, and in Rotary on Friday, their captains were there. I mean, they, they were, they were, they were zoned in, and as they should have been, and our kids were, and I just knew it was going to be a kind of a slugfest, and it was a, Man, it was. 
it was a slugfest, and I was proud that both teams, I mean, there was a lot of hard hitting and blocking through the whistle, and for the most of the time, you know, a Maslin kid picked a McKinley kid up, kind of patted him on the butt, and went back to the huddle, and vice versa. It was a clean game. It was, it was a war. Yeah, I mean, it's always a great game between Mass McKinley, no matter, you know, what the records are or even the talent levels going into it. Um, outside of that, down on the field, you know, what is it like um, seeing all the orange and black in the stands, the sold-out away side, um, Maslin winning, the food drive, um, all the just different things that are going on besides the actual football game itself? Yeah, it was, a, you know, we swept them. You know, we, we won the blood battle, the food drive. I think we even won the Marine Corps chin-up contest. Uh, and then obviously the game. It's all. I mean, it's when we go on the road. It's it's awesome at home. But when we go on the road, I get a little extra geared up for that because you you know I'll, I'll turn around and look behind me and you just see a sea of orange and black and white. Shout out to our students with the white out student section. And then you know we we had a chunk of the end zone and and the two top tiers on the on the north and the south side of the home stands that that were Tiger fans. I mean. Tiger Nation was loud and proud Saturday over at Benson, and it's it's awesome. I joke every year that we end up uh, in the playoffs. We, we go down Route 30, whether it's to Mansfield or we've played at Worcester, and the, when the game ends, you just see a line of like five miles of headlights because everybody's going back home. Uh, you know, I'm proud of the way we travel. I'm proud of, uh, you know, everybody showing up in their Tiger colors and loud and, and – uh, and I know our kids feed off that. They really, really feed off that. I had a couple kids come up to me right at the start of the second half after Stu warmed them up, and they're like, hey, Sal, how awesome is this right now? And I'm like, live it up, man. Take it all in. Live it up. Because it's 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 pretty inspiring for those high school-age kids to see that much love for them in that in that visiting stadium. Yeah, one thing I noticed too, I mean, they left, you know, right before the end of the game, but it kind of struck me, as especially with as much as Dan was talking about when we had him on here, that he was afraid that the game wasn't going to mean as much with, you know, how McKinley fans are starting to dwindle a little bit as far as their attendance to the games. But I thought it was just awesome to see the entire home side, not the upper deck, only apparently that can be orange and black when there's week 15, but the entire lower away side was a sea of just red and black. You know, and I hate going east to Kmart, but it's still cool to see that town come out and support the kids. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I've been on the receiving end of a loss of that game, and it's frustrating, and and everything hurts. And um, I, you know, our administrators always go on the field when the game's over, just to stand with our kids to make sure there's no issues when they're shaking hands and. And I know a couple guys over there, um, obviously administrators and a couple of their coaches, and you know, they hurt, and, and they should hurt after that game because I know I've hurt on the receiving end of a bad game uh, against them. Well, I played a great game, but we still lost. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thought it was exciting. I thought overall, I mean, the, the crowd for both teams, it was loud. It was there was a lot of screaming, and you know, it's just that game brings out. The love for each of those teams and each of those cities. So we really can't get too technical into the game, you know, seeing as you're a superintendent, not a coach or anything, but right. just one play stood out in my mind was, you know, minute and a half left in the game, 
third and six. We're only up by, what was it, four, three at the time. And we need to get this first down. We get the first down, salt the game away. We line up, trips left, halfback strong. I think we had third and medium, came out in that formation a few times, converted. Except this time, four verts. Going deep, Aiden throws a dime to Ballard, who takes it in, does his thing, and scores a touchdown. And at the time, you know, it's you, I thought it was a ballsy call. I think Trox has to walk around with a wheelbarrow between his legs for the rest of, you know, till next game, till we find something to get mad at him about or whatever. But did you have a conversation with any of those coaches afterwards about what was that like in that timeout going into, you know, oh, yeah. call? Yeah, I, you know, I, you know, I'm proud that I have, um, you know, not only, uh, you know, yeah, I'm the superintendent and their coaches and teachers in our district, but I have a, a great relationship with our staff. We talk before and after every game, and <clears throat> not long after that play and that touchdown, you know, Trox ran over to me and he hugged me and he goes, "What'd you think of that, Sal?" I said, uh, "I I probably couldn't have guessed it any other way." No, and I said, "You made that call." He says, "Yeah, I made that call." He says, "Well, we all talked about it, but." Um, he says, Sal, I've learned in my short time being here, in this game, you got to let it hang out. He says, I liked our matchup. I trust our kids. I knew we were going to make the play. And that's what everybody saw and replayed probably 500 times since 440 last Saturday. Um, so I wasn't necessarily shocked. Um you know, the post-game commentary I'll keep between me and the coaches about that moment, but it was funny. Uh, and, uh, you know, everybody obviously is happy <laughs> happy of that outcome. And, uh, um, you know, that's the bonus of having great guys who trust each other on a coaching staff and an ego-free head coach that trusts his guys to make a call. And I think that's what separates us from a lot of different places. Yeah, so it's obviously a great play, a uh, great outcome. Um, I think I saw the replay as many times as everybody else did. It's online everywhere. Um, just how excited the Maslin fans got about it, obviously. Um, you know, kind of tying back into that, um, you talked about, you know, how proud you were to see the fans show up to the game um, for both sides. So this upcoming week, we're playing Warren, who we already beat 49-7 to earlier in the year. It's going to be a little cold out on Friday. Why is it important for these fans to still come to the game? Oh, it's absolutely important. Bring bring some blankets, get some thermals, buy some uh, hand warmers. Um, it's important because, let's face it, wherever we, you know, if we take care of business like we should and, and, and we play smart and, and if we're successful Friday night, because you never put the cart before the horse, our fans love caravanning to different places. So if you're going to go week 12, and if we're fortunate enough, 13, 14, and 15, why would you not go 11, week 11 at home at Paul Brown for the last game at Paul Brown? Uh, it's good for our kids. You know, week 11 is always a little tricky because we can't have some of that same Friday night Tiger pizzazz. Um and you know we're just we're respecting, and we got to follow the rules of uh, OHSAA. And you won't hear me bash about any of that. It's it's the guardrails that we're going to stay within. But 
Um, you know, it's the last time you're going to see these seniors play for Maslin in Paul Brown Tiger Stadium. So why would you not want to go and root for these great kids um, that are great players on a great team? So I encourage everybody to bundle up. It'll be all right. Um, and, and cheer our Tigers on. As far as Warren itself goes, you know, we, we've seen him before. It's We know what they got. Have you in your uh, playing career had to play a team twice in one year? And if so, what's that like? Yeah, McKinley, the 100th game. That's a little bit different. Oh, yeah, that did happen. Yeah, that happened. Um, uh, twice in one year. Other than that, as a player, I know as a coach. Or a coach, either as way. As a just, coach. You can speak well, on your experience. played uh, Warren Harding in a regular season and in the state semifinals. They got us. Um, so it's tough. It's tough to play the same team twice. And, yes, we played very, very well at Warren. That was a great night. Um, it's always a great place to play, and they got a great tradition. But, you know, they're coming in week 11. They're a new team. We're in our third season uh, within the season. So they're going to come in hungry. I mean, I think they feel like if a couple things would have went the other way, they'd had a chance to be in that game. And I think our players – are fully aware that that is their thoughts coming into the game, and I think our kids will be tuned in and ready to go. And um, but it is. It, I don't care who it is or how you did the first time. It's hard to play uh, that you know that same team twice. But I have a hundred percent certainty that our coaches will have our kids ready to roll Friday night at seven p.m. Yeah, I think I saw somewhere that, you know, Warren's planning on shocking the world this week. Uh, so they're definitely coming into it ready for it. Um, but one thing that you said is, you know, week 11, it, it's kind of tough. It's kind of tricky. And, I mean, that's something that I've always heard my whole life in Maslin. You know, the fans love to talk about it, whether they know what's going on in the locker room and the schools or not. Um, but kind of that, you know, coming out of McKinley week. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's not really a letdown, but you're kind of coming down the hill after that. Um, is that something that you notice in the school systems? I mean, you're pulling down the signs and decorations and everything, or you know, are the students, everybody still up ready for the playoffs? No, I, I think our, I think, uh, and, and a part of that is that's a great question. With the success that we've had in the playoffs the past couple of years, uh, it's 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 an electric atmosphere in in our buildings and our community still. Um, but as a player, you know, you got week ten. The schools head to toe, Pep Club and all the other student organizations. I mean, they brought it with decorations and you know, it's just that level. And then week eleven, that that was its own season. And I think that's why, you know, Coach Moore did such a good job when he first came here and said, Listen, we are treating this as its own one game season. Um, so I think, you know, we'll, they're excited. Uh, you know, these these kids are these kids are really, really excited. I'm actually having the trench life and a few of our skill guys uh, over tomorrow night. Old school. They found out that when I was an old line coach, when I coached JP and those guys, I used to have those guys over every Wednesday night for Rigatoni. 
So I'm making about 14 pounds of uh, rigatoni, about 118 meatballs. They're all coming over to my house tomorrow night. Kind of going old school. I told them we're not doing it every week. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to fit everybody. Uh, but no, they're excited. And you know, a lot of people ask me, well, how come in week 11 we don't have fireworks? Where's our big blow-up tiger? And those are those are rules that are established uh, by OHSAA. You know, they feel that by hosting you already have an advantage. So you know that extra because each team doesn't have it, you can't offer it. So you know we're not going to argue on that. It is what it is, and um, so but it, it's really about what happens on that game clock with four quarter four quarters of football, and and uh, our kids will be ready to roll and. Uh, keep moving on. Yeah, so I really don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but since our podcast usually come out in the middle of the week or later in the week, um, this is the last time anybody's going to hear us before a Week 12 game if we were to get there. Um, I don't know if you know too much about this or what the plans are. I, I heard some different rumors, but the ticket sales are changing this year. Yes, actually, yeah, I'm glad. Shout out to you for bringing that up. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad you're mentioning that. They're they're going to be all online, from what I heard of, starting week 12. Um, okay. And the, the little rumor, don't know if it was going to come true or not, was that there's a possibility we might have computers around the ticket office to help people out that might have trouble online. Yep, so... Um, yeah, this, this is new this year with OHSAA. So starting in week 12 of the playoffs for every high school that's still alive in week 12, and certainly with all respect to our opponent and never putting the cart before the horse, but you bring up a good point. When this does go out, um, we'll be hopefully in the middle of week 12. So the way it's going to go is there will be no tickets given to any school, hard copy paper tickets, like everybody's experienced this week and every other playoff week. What they're doing is complete online sales. So what that means is you can order a ticket on your smartphone, on your computer, you can print them off, or you can just have it on your phone like you're going to a Browns game. Yikes, the thought of that made my <laughs> stomach turn a little bit. Um, so... What we are going to do at our ticket office, and, and we're going to tighten that up, and when this podcast releases mid this midweek uh, of week 11, we will be putting out on social media what our plan of attack is because I want to help our community out because we have, uh, you know, our, our, our old school fans don't want to order a ticket online for a playoff game week 12, 13, 14, or 15. So we are going to have something set up where we have some computers set up and maybe some personnel to help guide people in purchasing those tickets because it's very important, Tiger Nation, that when you're getting your ticket, you have to put that you're for Maslin, from Maslin, because Maslin High School Athletic Department gets a dollar for every ticket sold. Well, if that gets lost in translation, what's going to happen is a lot of these high schools are going to get less revenue from playoff games, which is a bummer. Um, so I just had a meeting today with uh, Coach Patches on this, and we're going to put something together for our community to help them out. I even got word literally right before I came over for this podcast that uh, possibly even the Boys and Girls Club 
is going to open up shop uh, in the evening for a few nights next week um, to help people come in, get on the computer. So, you know, I, to me, it's just another example of we're going to do everything we can to help our fans out so that they come and, and help our kids out by supporting them at the venue that we're playing. So I'm proud of that, and it's uh, it's the least we could do to help people out. So stay tuned. Um, we'll have all that out on social media before Monday um, if we're successful and we take care of business week 11. Got to do that first. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up with the timing. That's important to put that out there. So that's not a – we didn't make that rule. Uh, it's just something that, once again, they presented the guardrails. We've got to stay between those. So we're going to do what we can to help out Tiger Nation with getting tickets and making sure people get to where um, they need to be week 12, if, Lord willing, we're in week 12. Yeah, you know, um, I think it's going to be hard on the fans at first. It's, it's going to have to be some uh, wrinkles to work out here, but it's awesome we're getting ahead of it, helping out everybody, and uh, hope we see you know the entire city show up show out week 11 12 13 14 and hopefully 15 um i covered all my stuff rob you did too so without further ado let's get into the uh, our last segment we always get in with first time guests rapid fire questions all right rob i'll let you lead off oh i get to start yep okay if you were in a sitcom which show would it be oh man that's good if i was in a sitcom what show would it be? Oh, I'm gonna say, um, gosh, a sitcom. I gotta remember the last time I watched a sitcom. These are rapid fire questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, Queen, um, King of Queens. King of Doug Queens. Heffernan. Love him. I like that one too. Yeah, that's that's not bad. Let's go. First thing people notice about you. Uh, that I'm a very large man. Yes. <laughs> that checks out. Yep. What's your favorite toppings on a pizza? Oh, sausage, pepperoni, jalapenos. Yes to all three and lots of it. All right. We've asked a lot of guys who we think who they think needs a holdback coach, and we kind of get a resounding Coach Hack. So my question is, do you think you could be Coach Hack's holdback coach? Could I be Coach Hack's holdback coach? Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't even want to. There's my answer. <laughs> Wouldn't even want to cage that animal. You can't do it. Nope. Can't do it. <laughs> what was your first car? My first car was a 1981 Pontiac Grand Prix with an 8-track. And I'm not even that old, but it was sweet. And I had like six 8-tracks. My friends had no idea what they even were, but they sounded good. Could you fit in said car? Yeah, I, I, I maneuvered myself into it. My second car was a pretty jacked-up sweet 1977 <laughs> Ford truck I drove all through high school I fit in that real nice wish I still had it where's your favorite place to get wings my favorite place to get wings would have to be I'm gonna throw a curveball at you you know who has great wings unknown 
Nobody talks about them. Smileys. Really? Really? Great wings. My favorite would have to be um, Irish, just mm-hmm. because it's it's. I know it's a new Irish, but it's tradition and history of being a kid going in there, and so it's kind of sacred to me. How do you drink your coffee? Hot, a lot, and black. Simple. I like it. <laughs> if you were stuck on an island, what football coach are you taking with you? Dan Studer. Eddie. No, no, I don't even need to give a reason why. No, I was giving you pause if you wanted to, but yeah, no, no reason needed. I love them all, but if I'm stuck on an island, Dan Studer. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? Ooh, man, I'm not into it. I don't, I might be here for a long time. Um. Uh, I'm gonna have to say the the JFK shooting assassination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little. It's so deep rooted. There's a lot going on. Yeah. There's a lot going yeah. on. A little fishy. A little fishy, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. How many different states have you been to? Ooh. Uh, since it's rapid fire, I'm gonna say when you say been to, like stop and enjoy time, or drive through. Yeah, you were there. I was not there. not just driving through. You were actually in the state for a reason. Probably, uh, I don't know, six. Not very many. You win the lottery. What's the first thing you buy? What kind of lottery are we talking here? Like big bongo lottery? Mega million. Ooh. First thing I buy after I secure a financial investor so I don't blow it all and take care of annuities for the kids and everything. I'm going to say the first thing I buy, land, a lot of it, a huge hunting lodge for friends and family, huge, Uh, toys, four-wheelers, and then I set up a foundation uh, with the Madison City Schools for scholarships and then for... Um, facilities and there's a superintendent <laughs> <laughs> but no they'll be sweet oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah what is the furthest distance you have ever ran at once oh um i ran two half marathons um a few years back so that's the furthest i ran which was like 13.1 um which isn't great but for a big guy, I'll take it. If you could only eat, only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? I'd have to say Mama Sal's homemade sauce. So for the non-Italians out there, sauce is like, you know, like spaghetti dinner, rigatoni, but sauce is the meal if you're really Italian. So any pasta would apply. Uh, unfortunately, I lost Mama Sal about four years ago. To cancer, but if I could only eat one thing for the rest of my life, it would be Big C's homemade sauce. Would you rather your shirts always be two sizes too big or one size too small? Mm, one size too small because I'm on the warpath. <laughs> I like it. I can respect that. Uh, last question that uh, we asked all our guests last year. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Why? 
it's its own entity. It's its own circle of life. Like you have a million different sandwiches mm-hmm. and then you have a hot dog. Okay. I respectfully disagree, but I'll take the answer. <laughs> what is your dream car? No points. Honestly, my dream car is getting uh, back to uh, one day I want to get another 1977 Ford F100 Ranger Edition jacked up super swamper mutter tires about an eight inch lift short bed oh yeah i will have it one day once the kids are all like adults and yeah out of the house and out of the house and out of my checking account <laughs> all right last question here rob unless you got anything else that's good this year's everybody gets this question is a pop tart a ravioli is a pop tart a ravioli? Is it? No. Why? Because it's a sweet. It's a pastry. It's a dough. It's a fully. It. It, it's it is an encased yes. dough treat. Yeah. Just like a ravioli. Yeah, I can't. The paisan in me says no. It's not a ravioli. Yeah. But I see. I respect your opinion on that, and I see where you can come to that conclusion. That's the closest we ever got to someone agreeing. It's everybody just <laughs> closest. It's normally everybody just like, oh, sugar, no, <laughs> no ravioli, not happening. Well, you could get, yeah. I mean, let's look at it. you yeah. get deep fry raviolis with chocolate in them. I mean, come on, people get a little crazy. So anything could be a sweet these days. All right. With that, um, I'd like to give a special shout out to my beautiful and fantastic wife, Mrs. Jamie Salvino. She's awesome. She puts up with me being out of the house a lot. Uh, she's my partner in crime with school events. She's always with me at Tiger Games, Tiger Basketball, Tiger Volleyball, and uh, she's a great supporter, and she lets me do the things that I think I'm doing well for the district. So, Yeah, that's awesome. I, I'm friends with her, great human, great person, and uh, I guess with that, unless you got any more shout-outs, I'm good to go. Rob, you good? I think that's it. All right. Go Tigers. Be, Be warned. warned. Go Tigers. And now the end is near And so I face the final curtain My friend, I'll say it clear I'll state my case Of which I'm certain I've lived A life that's full I traveled each And every highway And more Much more than this I did it my way Regrets I've had a few But then again Too few to mention I did What I had to do Saw it through Without exemption I planned Each charted course Each careful step 
along the byway And more, much more than this I did it my way Yes, there were times I'm sure you knew When I bit off more than I could chew But through it all, when there was doubt, I ate it up and spit it out. I faced it all, and I stood tall and did it my way. I've loved, I've laughed and cried. Had my fill, my share of losing, and now as tears subside, I find it all so amusing to think I did all that, and may I say. Not in a shy way Oh no Oh no, not me I did it my way For what is a man? What has he got? If not himself Then he has not To say the thing He truly feels And not the words Of one who kneels The record shows I took the blows And did it My It was mine.